Welcome back to Chasing Sunday. <laughs> oh man, that was quite enthusiastic. Oh, I'm excited. I'm caffeinated. I I slept okay. You know, I am. I'm just ready to go. It's this. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna just kind of feed off of all of that. Uh, you're emanating. You're like vibrating. I'm right vibrating. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, this is part two of maybe it's the topic that's really gotten you excited. I'm like, it is. Hey, I yeah. cannot wait to talk about strategic planning. Oh my gosh. I, I'm coming out of my chair. Uh, like, this is. I know. Whew. It's one of those things you start talking about. And I don't know, maybe there's certain, uh, certain groups that you get around. And there's some people who are like, yeah, I'm really into that. Like, I do get excited about that. And other people yeah. are just kind of like, obviously, they're laughing because this is absurd that um, actually, and I do believe that this kind of stuff can be exciting when you uh, begin to start to see the results it yields, not right. just like, you know, in your church or work or whatever, but actually for your relationships in life, because yeah. um, it doesn't it doesn't have to say in these categories of, of boxing. We're talking, uh, by the way, about um, the, the fourth pillar of the green room, mm -hmm. which is strength. Okay, so we went yeah. through soul, heart, mind, strength part one, in which we were talking about kind of the vision, mission, values, the big why questions yep. uh, that really um, are the engine behind the tactics in, in this... Um, in today's episode, which is just really yeah. about like the nitty gritty, what sort of tools do we use? What sort of, uh, you know, I guess even a little bit of philosophy too, but really kind of into the into the weeds about what tools we use yeah. um, to make our teams better, to make our teams grow, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's a, it's an exciting one. It is, and and just in case uh, you you don't know, uh, you're listening to the Chasing Sunday podcast. Um, and, if you don't uh, we, know by now, if you don't know by now, you know then, how podcasts work. You saw a show, you clicked yeah, on it. That's right. If that's you forgot right. this soon in, I know, and you're like, wait, oh shoot, what podcast am I? It's Chasing Sunday, by yes. the way. Then talk uh, to your doctor. That, at yeah, least. you 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 have you might have a memory problem. <laughs> Um, and that needs to be addressed. Uh, I'm Brian Davis. Uh, and, and I'm that's Paul, Paul. Rome McLevitt. Oh, yeah, he we, was he was we, gesturing to me. This yeah, is the I was best episode ever, isn't it? Like <laughs> I I was so excited when we started that I didn't even introduce the show, didn't introduce <laughs> the hosts. Like this is, I clearly should have had a plan for that's how right. we did this, and uh, just uh -huh. didn't. But um, yeah, this is this is the part I think of of ministry um, and being in 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 worship ministry in particular that uh that can sometimes get lost on a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of artists a lot of worship leaders um because the things that we're talking about when we talk about having a plan and implementing that plan can seem so non-artistic uh yeah. it can seem so like outside of the realm of creativity and yeah. outside of the just the scope of what we feel our job should be uh as artists and as worship leaders that uh a lot of times it just sort of takes a back seat um and and interestingly enough it's also as we've talked about quite a bit it's also one of those things that sort of gets hammered home the most in terms of like this is what you need to be doing like you you need to have a plan you need and 
And it can also be one of those things that I think really uh, robs us of joy in ministry. And yeah. um, and so what we've wanted to do in these these two episodes of uh, of the strength pillar is to hopefully help you find some of that joy again in the process of planning. Because ultimately, if you can have a great plan in place and you can have a great vision and, and for, for your ministry and implement that, um, ultimately, that brings freedom. And it's it's not just about like having a great plan so that your ministry kicks ass and so that it can grow exponentially and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really what this is about is this is about generating freedom for you, mm-hmm. freedom for your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and it's not just this sort of, you know, willy nilly freedom. This is the freedom to continue to pursue the health in your soul and in your mm-hmm. heart that we believe if, if, if you're rooted in those spaces and rooted in, in a, a healthy soul and a healthy heart, then, then that is going to produce this fruit of yeah. productivity and, and accomplishment. Um, and so, yeah. uh, so yeah, that's what, that's the freedom that we're talking about. Yeah. Not necessarily. And, and it does obviously generate all kinds of other freedom. Um, you know, yeah. it, it will free up time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it will free one. up. Yeah. It'll free up energy for you. It'll free up passion for you. Um, but again, all those things I believe, uh, and we believe, um, maybe you believe this, Paul, I don't know what you believe. Um, I don't want to, Jesus put believes. who I don't want to put believes in your mouth. Um, okay, good. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those things, time and, and passion and energy, when those things all also they feed our soul, you know? Yeah. And so it's all, it's all connected people. It's all connected. Do you yeah. see, do, are you yeah. seeing how it's connected? Um, well, another great visual just kind of pops into my mind about what we're talking about. When we talk about the green room, if you, to give you a visual, right? If mm-hmm. you've all been into a theater or a church, many churches design like this, right? There's a stage or even an altar or some sort of place. That's the, that's the place in which what you get paid for happens often mm-hmm. there. Yep. The green room is in between that space and backstage, right? Mm. So this is the place where we're talking about it all, where we're, we're getting ready for stage or we're getting ready, but it's adjacent to both the backstage and the onstage. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about now is backstage. And backstage mm-hmm. is the thing that nobody sees yeah. in your job. Right. Nobody, but if you don't have a good backstage, they will know it on Mm -hmm. stage you don't have any place to put your cables you don't have a good place for lights you know and or nothing's connected you've just plugged in all of your your cables into empty stage boxes because your backstage was not connected right so this is the the in the metaphor backstage is where we're working and having a good organized backstage which i know many of you have seen you probably like raise your hands virtually you know who has an organized <laughs> backstage nobody has an organized backstage yeah like it is it's a mess in there but it yeah. can get better right and it, it'll it'll impact your team too if if you make it easier for them to navigate your backstage so um yeah. I, it just popped into my head i was like oh that's so perfect about green room yeah. um yeah. No, it's anyway, good. why don't we plan more? Why? I mean, the, this this stuff is actually pretty common knowledge. This is pretty common sense, but why don't we do it more, Brian? Yeah. Um, I think there is this 
underlying belief that uh, that having too much of a plan can stifle creativity. Um, yeah. That if we that if we overplan things, or if we have too much of a vision for you know for for what we're going to do or where we're going to go, we're not going to have the freedom to be able to actually create and just kind of go with the flow. Um, and uh, in in reality, I think that that's a that's a myth that needs yeah. to be debunked. I mean, it's not entirely. Yes, there are there are times where a too stringent mm-hmm. of a plan mm-hmm. or uh if you hold too too tightly to it yes it absolutely can mm-hmm. uh stifle creativity but uh, almost anything that's creative starts with a plan yeah. like yeah. starts with a vision. some some, sort some of picture, form of right? yeah a vision yeah. uh some form of organization mm-hmm. um you know and an artist you know will will make sure that their that their paints are mixed properly before yeah. they throw them on the canvas um yeah. a, a songwriter will will have a collection of ideas that that are already in place before they sit down and pick up their guitar or sit at the piano um or whatever instrument the songwriter is writing on say like a zither or a zither harpsic- harpsichord perhaps any of you zither um, players all all you zither players welcome this is this is the chasing sunday podcast <laughs> and if you're wondering and, uh, <laughs> why i'm not making any money <laughs> it was like well you chose the wrong instrument yeah you chose i'm sorry i'm sorry there aren't a lot of zither players <laughs> that are leading worship in churches which is it's really christmas I mean, time where's our zither contractor <laughs> Sorry, we are just we're, we're tanking with the zither market right now. I know. Gosh darn it! Um, <laughs> no, no offense to all you zither players out there. Um, and the more I say that word, the more it loses its <laughs> meaning in my mind. Um, you know. Anyway, all of these things, creativity actually starts with with a plan in mind. You have there's some sort of direction for yeah. your creative process at least at the very beginning yeah. and uh and so um whether or not you know it, it might not look like you know having it all on a spreadsheet or yeah. you know or putting you know putting all your ideas on you know on a calendar or having a you know all those gr- all the great like planning software that you have out there these days like it's not all going to it's not maybe not going to look like that but there is a plan. Like there is yeah. sort of an expectation of this is where I am. This is where I want to go. Right. Um, and so when we talk about, as we, as we have talked about this, you know, this kind of two, two page strategic plan and the stuff that we're going to talk about today, this isn't, this isn't a, like a, we don't want this to be a limiting plan. Like right. there's still that. And it's I gotta think be that's fluid. Yeah. Right. And I think that's one of the things that's really great mm-hmm. about this two page strategic plan that we've mm-hmm. talked about and, and, and that, that you and I, um, implement with, with torn curtain, um, that I've been working to implement at, you know, in my role at my church, um, there is a tremendous amount of freedom. There's a tremendous yeah. amount of openness to this plan. It's not written in stone. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going on a journey, you know, one, yes, you need to know where you're starting and you need to have a vision for where you want to end, but everything in between is, you know, you can, you can turn off on this road or let's say you, you know, you hit some road construction. We can take a detour somewhere. Yeah. You're not, you are not limited 
to all, all that matters is where you start and where where you want to go. Everything in between, there's a lot of freedom there. There's yeah. a and and you can, you know, you can adjust your plan based on yeah. how how your team changes, or you can adjust your yeah. plan based on you know, say you know some kind of event happens in your church and and it was completely yeah. unexpected and you have to shift. Like, yeah, all of these things are very open ended, and so yeah. there is a lot of creativity within the plan for you to continue to be creative. Yeah. So yeah, Krista and I were talking about this over breakfast this morning, which was this. Um, how to have strike that balance of you can really only affect change in the present. Mm. There's nothing you can do about the future and there's nothing you can do about the past. Right. So, but we spin our wheels about all that stuff. And there's that tension between that and planning, mm-hmm. which is I do want to not just um, live in default. And that's the other thing, the biggest I think the biggest piece of resistance to not planning is the tyranny of the immediate. Yeah. It's we are in we are in um a lane that has mm-hmm. been woven for us or, or sort mm-hmm. of rutted for us out of mm-hmm. repeated use. And yeah. we're gonna stay in that default um until the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna keep dealing with this as long as we can stand it. Mm-hmm. Um and so Often people were thinking like we don't have time. Um, it takes and and there's a lot to do in church already with your job that's on stage, right? Picking music, right. Um, preparing a sermon, um, whatever it is, scheduling volunteers, a lot of work there. Um, but if you don't dedicate at least incrementally pieces, maybe it's one percent of your time, two percent at at uh, in a week. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like two hours a week that it's all you can get to sit down and and write some things out. That's mm-hmm. awesome, but you have to slowly begin to um, shift that that chemistry, that balance, so that you're not just ninety percent, hundred percent, just in the the day-to-day operations you're spending on a regular basis more like 20 percent on designing what this whole job is and i think that um it will one thing that we'll do and this is another reason i would say that people avert uh, you know uh, keep away from planning is they see that it's going to require responsibility Mm -hmm. and it's going to attack some of the victim stories that we have in our mind. Yeah. So if you if you find yourself in a story when you're thinking like um, I'm trapped by the obligations and the demands of my church, the mm-hmm. congregation is telling me this, my pastor is telling me this, the kids' ministry needs this from me, and the youth ministry, all this sort of stuff, yeah. and then at the same time going, but nobody else can do what I can do. Right. You know, nobody else can, <laughs> you know, worship lead or write the songs yeah. or I just don't want to let go. That's a narcissist. I'm sorry right. to tell you. I mean, there's somebody who is both victim and hero at the same time and don't want to let that go. Unless you start attacking that story, you're not going to heal. You're not going to change. Um, right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, we're taking, like we say in the green room a lot, it's like, this is not going to happen in three months. It's not going to happen in six months. This is hard work that Mm -hmm. you need a community to help you kind of move and do the right things you know you're needing to do anyway, right? Yeah. And that's that's exactly that's exactly the point of a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in mind and strength is it's it's 
it's looking out at your community and saying, where are, where are the people mm. who, who either love to do this thing that I hate to do mm-hmm. or are better at doing this thing than I am doing and having the humility to, to approach those people and, and engage with those people and say, Hey, I noticed that you are awesome at this and you're not being given an opportunity to express that, that passion or that, uh, that skill. Um, I really need help with that. I am horrible at this at, at new Denver church. I am, I, one of the last things that I think about is gathering everybody together, like getting my team together for stuff outside of what we do on Sunday morning. Like, it's just not so I'm as an introvert. That's just not something that I'm ever thinking about. Like, let me, let me lead worship on Sunday morning and, and then go home and take my Sunday nap. Like that's, that's what I want to do. And that's not to say that I don't connect with my team outside of Sunday morning, but as far as like gathering everyone together for a big, like, let's all have a potluck and, you know, just, just once a quarter, twice a year, like that's just never on my radar. But I know that that's something that a lot of people on my team want. And I know that there are at least two or three people where that is like, that is their jam. Like mm-hmm. I, I love sending those emails. I love making those calls. Like I love planning those events. Like I, why don't we do that more? So one of the things that I have had to do is – had to do. That sounds great. One of the things I've had – I had to do. Yeah, I had to talk to this person. Oh, geez. No, one of the things that I have recognized that I need to do is reach out to that person, those yeah. people, and say, we need to get our team together. Yeah. Would you be willing to run with this? Yeah. You yeah. know, like there's there's money in the budget for it. There's, you know, we have this space at the church that we can use on these specific times. Yeah. I've given you the details and the framework that you need. Go run with it. Yeah. And, and it, so that one, it removes this thing from my plate that I'm, I'm not good at, that I don't naturally gravitate toward. Um, and that has freed me up to do other things. And it has given us these opportunities for the for our teams to get together and 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 socialize and build community outside of this duty that we're performing on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been the same with scheduling. It hasn't worked out as well um, because it turns out almost everybody on my team hates doing a schedule as much as I hate doing a schedule. But like these are things that you can some of these administrative tasks that you know traditionally artists aren't very good at or don't like doing. There's somebody on your team or in your church who loves that stuff. And, and so we need to identify those people and, and connect with our culture and connect with our community to identify those people and, mm-hmm. and to say, like, will you do this thing that I don't have the time or the energy or the passion to do? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, yeah, we, we, we need to – we can start to hand these things off, but it only – that could only happen – when we don't have that, like you said, that sort of hero victim mentality, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, we, we have to be able to, there has to be a, a humility in us to recognize those things that, that we're not, we're not good at or passionate about and, and let them go. Right. So, right. So last time we talked about the strategic plan, um, mm-hmm. just a quick little, rev- uh, a review of that, basically on that front page, it's got the, um, 
mission, visions, values, the the big why, sort of like what are some of the strategies you you use, um, philosophies, that kind of stuff in a very sync, um, a concise way without yeah. going into it's really intended to be just the minimum, the bare minimum, right, of, mm-hmm. of the information. And if it's not, then you're not going to remember it. And then the second page is kind of a look at your year. Pick one thing, one big goal that you go like, this would be a, a major step forward for myself. For the, the, uh, often what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick one for like work and I'll pick one for myself personally. So mm-hmm. like for me, it's uh, personally right now, it's like, um, I think it's like 350 miles running like wow. the year. So wow. that if I do, but here's, here's the thing. It's like, I go, that sounds like a lot, but it came from small little steps. I go, mm-hmm. I probably run three to four miles at a time. Um, how often would I need to do that to get mm-hmm. to that goal? And then I I break that out. And I was like, honestly, I really only have to run like a little over seven miles a week in order to, at the end of the year, meet that goal. So yeah. I'm behind on my goal. I have got a, I've got a tool. I've got a, can, uh, what is it, Strava app that helps mm-hmm. Me see, have a dashboard, um, uh, any sort of dashboard that you can use. That's that's a way. Anyway, um, those sort of big rocks then break down to like, hey, yeah, let's start to break this down in granular ways. Yeah. Um, but one of the the tools that we use to really support those quarterly goals, you know, that we have, so that we can keep. Uh, it's just a map. It's just like, how do, how did we get? Are we still on the road? Are we, you know, in Albuquerque when we should be in Anchorage, you know? Um, and one of the things is we map things into like a macro map or a micro map is what we call them um, in these two different stages. The macro map is like big chunks of what is your job. What yeah. what are the different components of what you do? Um, I'll, I'll I'll talk really quick about the macro map, and maybe my, uh, you want to take micro maps then? Yeah, Brian? sure. Um, so um, actually, I just started doing this again for Waterstone, which is the church I work for. In the I'm the technical director, and I was like, okay, how do I break down everything that people are expecting me to do? Um, and I I kind of identify six categories. So weekend producing video production technician, um, which is like uh, running sound, running video, running cameras, that kind of stuff. Um, external events, people um, basically rent space at Waterstone and they can hire uh, like a sound guy or a video guy and for those mm-hmm. external events, but that's got a completely different system. I would call volunteer engagement, which is recruiting people, training people, volunteers to do stuff. And then mm-hmm. equipment maintenance, equipment maintenance who's ordering the batteries who's who is fixing or not fixing in my case because i don't know how to fix xlr cables i'll just (laughs) buy an xlr cable but who knows which xlr cable is broken you know and so so that's kind of an overall view that's what i would say that's like that's the the picture of what paul does and then each one of those then then has a micro map yeah yeah, and so what you do is you um, you start to take each of the the things that fit in in these big buckets that uh, that are your responsibility. Um, and if you if you don't know what your responsibilities are, 
Uh, Here we go. You, Look at your you job be, description. You, or, or, you better, or write you, one. You better ask somebody. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Write your write your job write your own job description or, yeah. or go back through like the the process that you were hired with because I guarantee yeah. there were some responsibilities in there uh, that said like yeah you're gonna you're gonna do this you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this um, and so you take those big buckets you start to break down like okay what are the things that are in this bucket and so let's say when it comes to you know for for my role um, at my church, like my three big buckets are like Sunday morning, you know, worship experience. Um, there are some other like ancillary, uh, kind of special, uh, gatherings that we do throughout the year, things like Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. So that, that's another, uh, that's another bucket for me. Um, and then my third bucket is, is sort of like the administrative tasks. So, um, so I start to, break those things down in the administrative tasks, let's say, um, things like scheduling, things like, um, making sure that the slides are in pro presenter, um, making sure that the soundboard is set up and the stage is set for mm-hmm. Sunday morning. So I have these tasks and then I start to think through, okay, what are the specific steps that I do for each of those tasks? Um, and, uh, you, you write these things out, you list them out in the order that you do them or the order that you would like to see them done. Um, and that just sort of helps instead of like going through your, your week or going through this process in just sort of this, you know, just haphazard way, um, you actually now have an actual plan, an actual map for how these things happen on any given week. Um, and so you're, you're now, you're not a slave to that process anymore. Like that, that process now basically obeys this list that you have, Mm -hmm. that you've put together. Um, and you know, in my case, a couple of years ago, we had an intern, uh, from, from the seminary who was, who was a part of our team and I put him to work. Um, (laughs) sorry. Uh, Sorry. I was cleaning my ear with my I, pen, and that the back just... of my pen. That's what you were. <laughs> I look up. That's what's going and, on because it's Paul, itched so bad. Paul had a pen in his ear. Oh and I gosh, just the people are cringing right now. Not expecting to see that. Not anyway, the sh- not the pointy part, and not the. Oh well, that's good. That's healthy. Um, your audiologist, <laughs> your audiologist, thanks you. <laughs> It wasn't the pointy part. <laughs> oh, well then, that's all better. <laughs> and then see you next month. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow, goodness. we digress. This is one of the best episodes we've ever done. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we had had this guy Drew, who was uh, who was an intern. We had we had sort of put him in charge. Uh, one of his responsibilities was to make sure that ProPresenter, everything for ProPresenter for Sunday was ready to go. So message slides, uh, outline, uh, all the songs in order, all that kind of stuff. Um, and this was his responsibility. And and I just, I mean, he he had been trained on ProPresenter. And so he knew how to operate the system and all that kind of stuff, how to get all that stuff in. But then I really just sort of gave him ownership of it. I said, this, this is your baby. Like as long as it's ready to go, like I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and then after he'd been doing that for, for several months, 
um, you know, we, he was an intern, so this was a, a temper, kind of a temporary position for him knowing that he wasn't going to be here forever. I said, Hey, now what I need you to do is I need you to go back through and I want you to map out exactly how you do it on, you know, how, how do you prep the slides in ProPresenter mm-hmm. for a Sunday morning? And I said, just write those things out step by step and, uh, and, you know, and give that to me, let me see it. Um, and now, you know, sure enough, you know, about a year later, we have somebody else now doing, doing all the pro presenter stuff. Um, but I was, I was able to say like, take this process map that, that Drew had come up with and was able to hand this to Sarah and say, here's, here's how Drew has been doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems to be working pretty well. This is, you know, this is how, this is kind of some of the best practices for it. But the thing is, is like, I didn't hand her a stone tablet with all these instructions written on it. I was able to send her a, you know, a Google doc and say, this is, this is how Drew did it. We feel like this is a pretty great way to do it, but that you may identify some things in here that might be better. Um, or that might work better. Uh, so feel free to, to change this, uh, however you see fit or the way that you do these yeah. things. Um, the, the general skeleton was there, um, yeah. and it was super helpful for Sarah, but yeah, she was able to identify like, ah, I don't like doing it that way. Or like, Oh, I I've noticed like, you know, when you sing, you know, when you sing this song, like you always get to this line slower than it than it's on the slide. So, like, would you mind if I break these slides down a little bit differently? She was able to get her fingerprints on it, and and her, you know, kind of her own process. Mm-hmm. That that's still like it's still Drew's process. It's well, I mean, actually, it's New Denver's process, mm-hmm. but it has you know, whereas it has some of Drew's fingerprints on it, and now it has some of Sarah's fingerprints on it. So start to identify those things within your ministry. And it can be a little bit time consuming at first to go back through, like, what's the process for how I pick a set list? What's the process for how I do my scheduling every month or every quarter, or however often you schedule? What's the process for how I recruit and, and audition new volunteers? Um, go through and, and, and take the time to, to write these things out. And it doesn't have to be super elaborate. It can be just as simple as just little bullet points on a, you know, on, on a document and, and begin to begin to say like, okay, then look at that and say, okay, what are the parts of this process that are, that are working well for me right now? What are the things that aren't working well and what's a way that I can do it better? And so start to edit that process a little bit. The next step in this is to then identify what parts of that process you can hand over to other people. Right. What, what are the things, what's, it all comes down to what's the highest and best use of my time. Right. Right. What is, what is the church actually paying me to do here? Yeah. You know, I would say, Paul, for you, like your, your time is not going to be best spent at Waterstone trying to solder broken XLR cables. Yeah. Yeah. Am I am I wrong? Maybe that it. Maybe that's what they Defin- want to do. Definitely, like, definitely not. Yeah. So if they want broken, uh, more broken XLR, more cables, broken XLR cables, then that's how you solder them. Yeah. Then hire Paul to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's identifying what's the highest and best use of your time, um, because I guarantee a lot of those things that are in those processes that you have now written out, um, they're probably not not exactly what you were hired to do. 
And so mm-hmm. um, that's where the process begins of looking through your community, looking through your team and saying, who, you know, who could do this? And would they want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then asking those folks, setting your ego aside and setting, you know, setting, you know, your your obsession with being busy or whatever it is yeah. that keeps you doing that thing, yeah. setting that aside and saying, who who else could do this? Um, and yeah. then you start to just, you, next thing you know, like your plate is not empty. Your plate is full of the things that you love and yeah, the things yeah. that bring you energy and bring you joy and, and make you the most quote unquote effective at your mm-hmm. job. Um, and so, uh, so that's, that's a very quick overview. Yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't seem quick. If you were listening to it, you're like, God, stop saying process, Brian. <laughs> um, but that's a a real quick overview of the, kind of the micro map process. Yeah. It's getting it's getting down into the nitty gritty. Um, maybe sometimes just the nitty, maybe sometimes just the gritty. But right. getting down into it and saying what are the actual steps that I take to do these tasks? Where where am I most useful and what am I most skilled at? And handing off the things that you're not and and sticking with the things that, that you love and that you're passionate about and that are the highest and best use of your time. Yeah, definitely. And and I will say there is something about too, maybe some of you are listening and going like, oh man, to sit down, write this down feels like I would rather put pencils in my eyes than or a um, pen in your ear or or a pen in your (laughs) ear. But if you don't want to do that, um, one really cool little hack is first of all, um, screen capture. Uh Oh my gosh, just go and do the thing as you're doing it for during your week. If it's preparing slides, turn on a QuickTime screen capture if you're a Mac user. Or there's a lot of free ways to do that. There's other paid mm-hmm. ways that'll make things, but you don't need that. You can just right. start with free. And then if you want to take the next step, upload that video into some sort of cheap transcription service like Rev.com, mm-hmm. and then it'll write it all out for you. Right. And then there, there it's done. And then you can yeah. just go back and edit and stuff like that. Um, I do agree with like having somebody who is doing it, a volunteer that's doing it right now, have them do the same thing or have them watch your video and say, yeah. hey, would you make your a video of yourself improving this or something like that and yeah. as a way of giving to you. But um, that's been uh, like there was one one example from Waterstone is there was an external event that um, it was uh, happening once a month, uh, a bunch of ladies, the Colorado Quilting Council, um, ah. they, they'd get together and they would need actually a lot of tech help um, on our event. And um, I wasn't really great. Uh, I, I just knew that I was like, uh, I can do this, but I really shouldn't be doing this. You know, I should be finding other people to help. I went and I did screen captures. I recorded myself turning on the mm-hmm. soundboard and turning on the gear and stuff. And then I was able to give to other teams I've done, I haven't done many of them. I probably have done maybe three or four now. Um, and people are going like, when I check in with them, I'm like, hey, are you ready for the Quilters Council that's coming up? He's like, yep, I was just about ready to rewatch that video. There's a couple things I needed to refresh my mind on. And yeah. um, and it was great. And I was like, cool, you just let me know if you have any questions. There was a couple things on the day of, but uh super I, I didn't have to be there anymore yeah. to make that happen um uh, i was i was actually officiating a wedding at the same time so i couldn't be there but i wouldn't at all be able to officiate the wedding 
if my job was like, no, you have this thing that you've promised yeah. to do for us, um, yeah. I would I would bet that for the most part, your pastors or your boss, you know, um, is open to efficiency and productivity and uh-huh. results more than just you doing it. If you can find more people to get involved um, and have them produce the same results that you're doing, they would be ecstatic. And, yeah. and, and I think that that's, that's not just a matter of saving you time. Uh, actually, it it's a great job security thing. Um, mm-hmm. I had somebody tell us like the best way to keep your job is to replace you, yourself at a job, yeah. like is to figure out a way to do it. Because why you're thinking about how am I fitting with the overall purpose of the organization? Mm-hmm. How I'm making them uh, more effective uh, and, and getting more people involved, which is yep. the culture gets better. Like everything wins when yep. you engage a system. And the truth is you, there's, there's no such thing as no system. That, right. In my opinion, there's a bad system and a good system. Right. Um, but if it, you have a system already that you're using, um, mm-hmm. it's just, it may not be working or it might be working right now and it's guaranteed to break. Uh, yeah. and so what, what can you do? Um, it's, well, and when, I think when that's, happen. yeah, I think that's the hidden, that's the hidden benefit of this, uh, of going through this process is yeah. that it, it does, it does highlight those things that that you're doing that aren't working well. Yeah. Um, and so if it's not if it's not working, either stop doing it or find a better way to do it. You yeah. know. And 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 but you don't know until yes, you go you through know. and identify those things. Um, and so um, yeah. And so it, it's, it's hugely beneficial and has all these little hidden benefits to it mm-hmm. that, um, that can really, uh, that can really help, you know, get you on that road to, to freedom uh, and, yeah. and doing those things that really make you come alive. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, your your story about the I'm going to call them the CQC. Like that's a the CQC. That's a, what we the call CQC. them. CQC. That's awesome. That's those great. ladies. Uh, those 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 quilting ladies. Quilting ladies, it. which is an I amazingly. It's just an artistic talk about like a system, right? I, yeah. I, I mean, these women often are working on quilts for eight years, seven mm-hmm. years. Like they have a picture of what it's going to look like at the end. Yeah. But what are they working on? Squares, these tiny squares. Yeah. That yeah. that are elaborate. And then they, mm-hmm. and then people are like, you know, here's this month's square. And I'm right. like, it's somebody who's, who doesn't, have the full picture in mind. Yeah. Um, and it's so cute because they have show and tell. They show these <laughs> these things and they almost always have a story. This is for my son. Oh, this yeah. is for my daughter, my grandson, my granddaughter, um, my son who's in the military or a firefighter. I mean, like deep reasons to make something sure. artistic that takes craft and focus yeah. But really comes down to small stitches, small right. squares, yeah. um, and 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 I think it's beautiful. I didn't even think about we were you know quilting as being a good little metaphor for what we're talking about, but it's yeah, brilliant. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I think one of the other one of the other hidden benefits of this, and and you touched on it, I think a little bit, Paul, is that you're not not everyone stays 
any in any one place forever. Right. Know? And and some of the some of the biggest messes that yeah. you will have to yeah. clean up in ministry take place during times of transition. Yeah. When somebody leaves a position and and another person comes in to start doing that yeah. job, but they have no idea right. what they're doing. They have no idea how it was done before. They just walk into this environment and they're like, oh crap. Now yeah. what am I going to do? Yeah. When when you when you take the time to to do this yourself or ask your volunteers to to be a part of this process as well, you are you're creating an on ramp for yeah. for new people who, who come for on the board. Church. And yeah. it's healthy. It's so. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time that a church can waste. Oh my god! On on trying to clean up a mess that somebody left behind, yeah. or by bringing somebody new in who doesn't have any framework to to start doing their job, like I mean, that's a that's an enormous waste of time. But it's also like it's extremely frustrating. Yeah, it's extremely frustrating for the people for the person that comes on board to take that position. Yeah. But it can also be. It, Frustrating for the people that are working with that person. Like it, right. it has all these ripple effects that you don't think about. And so the smoother you can make that, that onboarding transition for new people who are coming on after someone leaves, that's just gonna, that's just gonna continue to perpetuate that cycle of health yeah. Yeah. and, 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 uh, and, and make everybody's job and make the environment better, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well we're we're gonna do that with you. We, hopefully we will we will yes. leave you better than we found you, um oh. <laughs> and, in this in this podcast and yeah. um that that we inspire you to do the same regardless of whether you stay at a church for one year two years or twelve years yeah. you know um that if it, it serves the church when you when you have this long view of it um but um. Thanks again for listening to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you have any more um, interest in the green room or questions about the green room, you can visit greenroom.com. Um, green, if green, room, you, green room leaders. Sorry. I don't even That's know our okay. own URL. Green room That's leaders. Okay. That's all right. Um, okay. greenroomleaders.com and uh, yeah, and you know that Torn Curtain is a nonprofit. We exist um, because of generous donors who believe in this work, believe in this mission. Um, and yeah, if you can be a part of that, if you see that there's some way that you can give to us, um, please do. You can go to torncurtainarts.org and forward slash donate or just go to the donate page. Um, mm-hmm. or, or you can just share this podcast and write a review and yeah. I don't know, a lot of other things. Yeah. Do, do those things because they are, Extremely helpful. Um, one other thing that you can do, worship leader, to help yourself, and I believe that there is a sign up on both torncurtainarts.org and greenroomleaders.com. Sign up for the verse chorus emails. Yeah. Um, yeah. We mm-hmm. send out a, an email encouragement every Monday morning. Um, you sign up. We don't spam you. You get this one email a week. Um, it shows up to your inbox, and we talk about we we break down even more uh, these these tenets that we've talked about throughout this season of the podcast. Uh, we break down those tenets of the green room um, and and give you some real practical steps, some some 
Bible verses to reflect on, some quotes that maybe could be encouraging for you, uh, and and some and some questions that you can wrestle with throughout the week um, that that we hope will be encouraging to you, will help you focus uh, your your time in ministry just a little bit more, and and hopefully just lighten the load a little bit and mm-hmm. and and help you feel uh, a little bit better about what you're doing uh, yeah. uh, throughout uh, throughout your week as as you uh, as you do this hard and good and beautiful work yeah. of, of worship ministry in your church. So yeah. uh, check that out. Um, sign up for the verse course email um, and uh, be be encouraged and know that you're loved and yep. cared for. Thanks so. for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you. Chasing Sunday is a production of Torn Curtain Arts and distributed by Resonate Media. Your hosts are Brian Davis and Paul Romig-Levitt with editing and mixing by Danny Burton. Torn Curtain Arts is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and your tax-deductible gifts make our work possible. For more information about TCA and to partner with us in our ongoing work, visit torncurtainarts.org.